0: Hey, heartbreakers! Welcome back to another breakdown bonus episode where I am accompanied. I am accompanied by the one, the only. Kennedy. Hello. Well, That was such a good intro. Wow. Oh, it was? Thank, Thank you. you. I'm really working on it. I'm really proud of myself. I feel like a regular now. I love I, it. You are a regular. You've, you've reinstated yourself into the world of the breakup breakdown where you are one of my rotating chit-chatters. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> For my Bird Show listeners, this is Kennedy who I married on air. For my longtime breakup breakdown listeners, um, I married her live on the morning show that I'm on during my day job. <laughs> this is really my wife that we're talking about. So what Better what better person to come on and talk about cheating and how social media impacts it because this episode was such a whirlwind because I had like the most fun stalking this girl so I'll give you the rundown basically it was this girl who posted on her TikTok that she had just found out in front of thirty five thousand people that she had gotten cheated on and I was like thirty five thousand was she like at a Taylor Swift concert like what happened. And basically I went on this whole deep dive on her page where she had divulged that she had found out that she had gotten cheated on through one of those Facebook pages that we shall not name, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Basically this woman posted a photo of her boyfriend and was like, Hey, does anybody have any tea on this man? And she was like, hi, yes, I'm his girlfriend. Um, (gasps) I have all the tea. (laughs) that's so bad yeah and then she booked an amazing trip to paris and dated french men there and lived her best life but of course like you know it sucked that's awful. I know. And the worst part was I was doing like a deep dive on her. I was doing a deep dive on her TikTok page and she had posted a lot of content with him. They went to Aspen together. And you know when couples, you know, just post that really cute mushy stuff where they're holding hands yeah. and they're making I live for that shit, honestly. I love I, it. I love it too because it makes me believe, well, here's the in thing. Love. It yeah. makes me believe in love, but then I have this horrible backstory of what was actually going on behind the scenes. And I'm like, maybe love is a lie. I'm not convinced it's real. So let's, um, let's talk about how fake it was, how how fake the love was in this story, because I am trying to decipher whether or not I think it'd be more fun to date now versus like a hundred years ago. Like, do you think social media has made it easier to cheat or do you think it's made it harder because stuff like this exists and people can just find out who you are and
1: if you have a girl, girlfriend. That's a good point. I think it's definitely made it harder to cheat. There's lots of ways that people can manipulate social media too, to find out your location. They can look at your friends' pages, see photos you're tagged in, comments. I think there's so many avenues in social media that contribute to uncovering cheaters.
0: I think it's easier to get caught and easier to cheat. So it's a double-edged sword. Of course, you have access to millions and millions of people. You can just slide into anybody's DMs. But at the same time, if your girlfriend knows your password or if the person you're cheating with has half of a brain and wants to do any kind of investigative work, you're like screwed. For example, we were doing this really fun segment today where we were doing something we called lost love. And this woman called in and said, oh, my gosh, I met this hot guy named Sam at a bar in Buckhead and I want the tea on him, like I wanna know, well, we're trying to reconnect them. And it took us literally 10 minutes. Like between breaks, we found this man and we are setting them up tomorrow. Well, if you're listening to this, we would have set them up yesterday. But it's just so it's social media has made this world so much bigger, Mm -hmm. but also so much smaller. These kinds of episodes give me trust issues. And I don't know how you feel about hearing stuff like this, because I know going into whatever relationship I end up getting
1: into at some point, God willing, I'm gonna be like, give me your passwords. I was gonna ask you that. Like, what's your take? on social media password sharing like do you think that that's taking it too far or like phone password sharing in general like we could generalize it i feel like if you feel the need to have passwords there's a problem There's a problem. But I'm also just somebody who's really highly
0: anxious. But I also do feel like it's a complete invasion of privacy to be like, I need to see your phone immediately.
1: Yeah. I think when you're in the right relationship and you feel really secure and you're with the right person who just makes you so confident and trusts everything that they just say and do, I feel like there's no need. But if you're not in the right relationship, which a lot of us are not most of the time, you get insecure and you want the passwords. I've never had someone's social media passwords or phone passwords actually. No, yeah. I like I take that back. How did he feel about it? I don't think he cared. He was honestly very very transparent. Like there was no Yes, he had a lot of girlfriends, which I was a little like, hmm. But he shared his location. I had his phone password. There was a lot of transparency. Like anytime a girl would text him, he would tell me. And he would tell me exactly what she said. Like he sent me screenshots all the time. Like there was never. So yeah, he was good at that. Okay. Brownie points to him. Props to him. We'll we'll give him that. Snap, snap, snaps. <laughs> so did he have your password? I think so. I don't remember. I Pretty sure he did. Yeah. And I think I only had it because there was times where we were like taking photos or something or I wanted to send photos to myself and he would just like tell me his password. And then I have a really good memory. So just remember it. And then anytime I wanted to look at something, just, you know, unlock it. <laughs> did you ever? No, I never did. He never gave me any reason to feel like he was doing anything other than having a lot of girlfriends. It's fine. We all know how I feel about guys having girlfriends. So. <laughs> and you know what? You've actually swayed me. We were talking about this on the last episode I had
0: you on because I think... Feel like it's a little bit of a green flag if a man has platonic female friends. Then I started thinking about all the men I know who have a lot of platonic female friends and they're not men I would want to date. You may <laughs> have skewed me on that. But you were just telling me right before we, or right before I press play, you were doing some crazy stalker
1: shit, no? With social yeah, I comm- did crazy. I did crazy stalker shit on social media. I'm like embarrassed to talk about it, but I'll talk about it. This is with like an ex or who? Yeah, I'm not going to say who. Okay. So just somebody out. that you dated in the past. Yes, someone I dated in the past. And I don't actually, it's been a while now, And I was reminded of this the other day. I forgot that I did this because I was in one of my really good college friends wedding this past week. And she reminded me of this um, on her wedding day. We were talking about crazy shit we used to do with guys. And so we made this fake social media account, this fake Instagram account. And um, I think we got like a fake photo, like a stock photo, like we tried to make it look like a real person. So we tried to make it look like this really attractive female. And so we would DM guys that we were dating on the account trying to like see if they were going to buy it like take the bait um so we did that to one of my kids and <laughs> wait I think this- he oh no 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 no! this was years ago like i don't okay, yeah, yeah. yeah like i don't even remember who actually sent the message because multiple people had access to this account so i think i asked one of my friends to do it because i felt actually insane doing it but we would send the messages trying to get them to like see if they were going to cheat or not and so we did this to one of my ex-boyfriends i think he definitely knew it was was me like i have a very distinctive tone um when i talk and when i send messages so uh i but long story short he did not take the bait and i was a complete psycho for doing that because again this was a very secure relationship where he did nothing for me to feel like he was gonna do something did he give you the most pc response like oh no a female I even, I would never even think about another woman. Get away, Jezebel. I can't even, I don't even remember if he responded. If he did, he definitely said, I have a girlfriend. He either didn't respond or he said that. It was one of two. Responses. So he gave like what you're supposed to do, the textbook response. Yeah, yeah the very good Boyfriend response.
0: Honestly, I don't hate that because I think it's a good way to really. (laughs) And you know what? I know therapists would say that this is a bad idea. No, that's toxic app.
1: It is toxic, but at the same time, like if there's nothing going on, then right. That's no. You're you're right. You see now all the time. I I don't know why I see ads for this all the time, but. There's a lot of people that provide services like that. Like, girls can pay them to have them DM their boyfriends. Like, these really hot females will have girls pay them to DM their boyfriends. To see if they're gonna cheat. This is like a thing now. In New York, this is a huge deal. And it like the reverse happens with guys, like really hot guys, guys will pay to DM their girlfriends, and it's the same thing. Like I keep seeing ads for this service. So this is actually becoming a thing now. It's not like uh yes, it's still toxic, but it's actually a service that people are now providing, which I find interesting. Here's the thing: I rue
0: the day I was born a solid seven, because if I was a 10, I would never I could just I could just do work like that. And just, and just (laughs) pay a hundred bucks, pay me a hundred bucks. I will send the thirstiest of thirst traps to your boyfriend and call it good. I was actually on TikTok when I, I I don't know if it was like a divorce lawyer, but a divorce lawyer was like, being an attractive woman is the most lucrative and easiest careers because you can (laughs) either marry rich and then divorce a man after 20 years and take 10 million Or, or you could be the man and actually work your way through like Goldman Sachs,
1: and yeah, we prefer to be the man, Ab. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I'm your man, it's okay, it's okay.
0: Shout out to to my sugar daddy, Kennedy. (laughs) Even though we're both very
1: financially, I I like love how I act like I'm poor, I'm literally fine. You're not gonna die alone. Just think of how attractive you're gonna be when you do meet your person and he's like, Wow, she's successful, she has. As a career, she's got a lot going on for her. You're just instantly elevated by that. This podcast
0: has inadvertently given me really bad trust issues. The Facebook groups where I see people spilling the tea, the women that I hear their boyfriends DMing other girls or not turning them away. I, you hear about these lovely, lovely humans and these wonderful relationships that people have for like, you know, two, three years.
1: And then it's all of a sudden, it it explodes. And these conversations are happening in all Facebook groups. Like for example, I'm in all of the Taylor Swift era's tour ticket Facebook groups. There's like 25 of them. They're all fake. No one actually buy tickets from these people, but people are exposing their significant others at Taylor Swift concerts. Like I'm seeing, yeah, I'll send you some screenshots so we can show the world, but there's like people getting exposed for cheating at Taylor Swift. Like it's happening everywhere. The other day there was this, uh, this girl that posted in one of the ticket chats and was like, does anyone know this guy? And it's a photo of him making out with this girl. And the girl, there's another girl that responds and says, that's my husband. And then it turns into like 1,200 comments about like how she should leave him and this whole thing. And long story short, that marriage is probably over if I had to guess. But wait, so it's somebody's husband at a Taylor Swift Taylor Swift concert with another girl, which like there's so many questions I have about that whole situation, but- just saying people are getting exposed in all types of Facebook groups. Um, Yeah, that was just the most recent one I saw. That's so interesting to me because if I see a couple making out at a Taylor Swift show, I'm not thinking, A, let me take a photo of them. I'm thinking my way so I could see. Well, So it was the girl that was making out with them. It was her friend that took the photo and she was trying to find him to get his number like they didn't even like go together so there's a lot of questions that I think a lot of people had is it sexist of
0: me to be like why is a straight man attending a Taylor Swift show
1: yeah (laughs) but I I had
0: the same thought so (laughs) well when my because I took Ben to my brother to the Taylor Swift show and I was like why do you want to go see Taylor (laughs) and my first thought was oh he just wants to pick up a girl he actually ended up having a great time now he's like obsessed with cruel summer and all all of her big hit singles, but I remember seeing all the poor boyfriends there and being like, you really love this woman because you seem miserable right now. They're all wearing the karma t-shirt. And, you know, I just saw um, Victoria Brown. Is that her name on them? Um, yes.
1: Yeah. Her and Max. I love them. So yeah. He dressed sure. up as the scarf in a thousand degree weather. Yes. That was the cutest thing.
0: Yeah. Nissan stadium was not. Fully <laughs> Nissan <laughs> Stadium's was- also fully outdoors. So if I was an enclosed stadium. I was melting oh so one more thing i wanted to touch on because um i feel like you were kind of going through this phase too because you were kind of thinking about maybe like doing a little excursion to london for a hot second because you work remote and what she, she this girl did the exact same thing she just like hopped on a flight to paris and in a very early 20s eat pray love kind of way ate, drank and dated around. Um, oh no, it wasn't Paris. It was just like a city in in France. It kind of made me think like, I kind of want to do that. Like, do I want to get, yeah. do, do I want to go through what she went through to have that kind of experience? No, I don't want to get cheated on, but like a month
1: in another country, what a beautiful Amazing. way to do a heartbreak. No, that's the most ideal way. That's exactly what I should have done after my last heartbreak well i kind of did i did go to i did go to spain but it was only for a week and it was for work and that wasn't as fun was that after with the longer relationship yes i was thinking the one that you just
0: went through No, no no i should have gone to europe for that too though you really should. Honestly, going like- to Disney instead. <laughs> if you're going to break up with me, at least book me a one-way flight to Spain. Or- to Spain, to Barcelona. Thank you. <laughs> Even though that's such a massive excursion to book the flight and to get a hotel or an Airbnb and spend a month away from your friends and family, I kind of feel like you can recreate that environment at home by just sort of taking a month for yourself and not going out, not putting yourself in a position to run into that person. Because that's, yeah. that's the other good thing about going to a country is like you just, another country, like you just know you are not going to run into that man. Yeah. And like the freedom that that unfolds. And then you look like you're just having the best time ever because you're in Europe. I feel like you can recreate that. Like if you're in the same city as your ex, oh, God, maybe, yeah. maybe don't st- <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Maybe don't stay in, but give yourself like an air of mystery. Stay indoors and then go to like different parts of town that you wouldn't normally go to. Like for me, I always tend to stick around the battery up here in Atlanta. But like maybe if I went through a heartbreak, I would go, I'd go to
1: like a mysterious part of <laughs> a part of the city. I don't know. You're really I- romantic. Really- romanticizing atlanta right now (laughs) i'm really romantic you know what atlanta's great okay i can't talk i avoid the
0: state of california like the plague so but i was so impressed by her excursions and she was talking to me about how the dating culture is different in paris get this so, or not Paris. I keep calling it Paris. To me, France- Is it like Nice or something? No, it's it was something obscure. It was like- okay. um, Something obscure. I don't know. I mean, it was like a French name, but it wasn't like Paris okay. and it wasn't Go like ahead. Versailles. It was something like a very- okay. To me, Paris is just the country of France. When I think of France, it is just Paris. Where was I going with this? Oh, so she, she said that you would date somebody for three dates. And then after that, they just assume that they're your girlfriend.
1: I would never date- Wait, I like that. That's awesome. You do? Yeah, I love that. I hate the whole like gray area, like having to like get to know each other for six months and then like that that's what I just did in my most recent thing. And I hated every single second of it. Like there was so much gray area. Like I would have loved it after three dates if we would have just locked it in. I feel like that's specific to your man, though, because
0: I just went out with a man who literally was planning his proposal to me and we had
1: been like on three dates. Yeah, I need more of that energy. I'm like over these gray area men. Like, sorry, we don't talk to that.
0: Yeah, but that guy was like. My like, eggs are getting old. Oh, you are 25. <laughs> you are fine. <laughs> um I have to freeze my eggs
1: in five years sister. So
0: you, that gives you five years. You're good. You're cruising. (laughs) You 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 don't need to pop out a little spawn. You're good. Just keep, keep them in there for a while. You have such a good track record of getting in relationships. I was telling somebody this the other day on another podcast. I'm not afraid of dying alone, but my track record so far is I'm going to die alone. You know what I mean? Like you at least have like a good relationship resume of like you dated somebody for three years and then you broke up and then you dated this guy for six months and then you broke up. Like the odds are you will get in another relationship. I cannot even find a man that I'm attracted to to also find me attractive.
1: (laughs) Once you find the one, you'll just know. It just just happens. I don't know. I don't feel like I do have a good dating resume. Because I had like a, I had a pretty long, I had like a full year break. I mean, I was dating a lot of people, but I didn't really like any of them. And it was just like, we had a little psycho boy situation for a couple months there. And then... And then, but then, yeah, I guess the six month thing happened, but now I'm taking a break. I'm, I'm on a break for an unforeseen amount of time. We're taking a break and Mm -hmm. I am excited because you're coming to the breakup breakdown brunch and
0: I have been teasing that we're going to be telling lots of breakup stories at the podcast brunch. And I really want you to talk about this six month relationship because I think it's so relatable about how you had this man who was great and was mm-hmm. and was and was awesome and treated you like a girlfriend but would not um for the life of him commit this 32-year-old man. Yeah.
1: terrified to be running into his parents. Yeah, but not his brother. But not his brother. But that which is interesting. There's there's so many complexities to that. Situation. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack in that little 6-month period of time.
0: Yeah. For a quick wrap up for everyone listening, Kennedy dated a man who she was so out of his league. I mean, he was a good, solid guy, financially stable, handsome, the kind of nice boy that your parents typically push on you, but but not like a dweeb in his early thirties. So she'd kind of just like have all of his own a house all
1: dated and then why did you guys break up the first time or it wasn't even a breakup because he didn't call you his girlfriend he um I mean it felt like a breakup he said that he was overwhelmed with work which at the time we were both in very high stress jobs so I just didn't think that that was a good reason so I was like yeah bye so then I cut him off we went to Charleston and had a great weekend. Yeah. And then literally that next week he was he was back. I love how every time me
0: and you go on a trip, that's when he gets you back. So in September, if he comes crawling back, I'm literally back. Oh, no. We're done with it. Yeah. I I was like, I will throw your phone into the Hudson. (laughs) No, he's, he's so done. I definitely want you to tell the ins and outs of that stories and story. uh, So lots of really fun, lighthearted topics for the breakup breakdown brunch, which by the way, if you want those um, tickets, they're in the episode description. Come hang with me and Kennedy and drink champagne. It's going to be lovely and fun. It'll be a great day. It'll be a great day. All right. I'll see you whenever you decide to tune in next.